Before we start, we'd like to leave you a quick message on the machine to say that this episode contains coarse language and adult-only content. Hi, you've called Age. And Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine. Gritty conversations by smooth operators. You know what to do. The time has come. We are finally back for season two, episode one of Message on the Machine. Brace yourselves, bitches. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> thank God we're back. Seriously. Oh, you can all wipe the sweat from your brow. Sweat from the brow. I'm... I have been... It's been a long two weeks for me. I'm not going to lie. It feels like it's been a long two weeks. Like... Has it only been two weeks? Well, since we've been in the studio, it's probably been nearly three, which oh is... Oh, my God. world we've never known. A world we've never known for the last... <laughs> couple of months two months <laughs> seriously though it is good to be back I've it is good girl. to be back uh, my name is age and i'm mitch and we are yeah kicking off for our season two premiere back on the hollywood spotlight yeah well i i mean i just said i've missed you and you just completely ignored oh, me, so that's fine sorry um, getting off to a cracking start you know like when your sound of someone's voice you just kind of become immune to it and you just tune out of it oh yeah. shut up you've been just aching and yearning for me for weeks i know it has been a while we haven't actually seen each other in a little bit yeah we've had our season break i know well tell me about your your new year's my new year's talk my me new through year's. it and you Chrissy, you know, the old, oh, the old whole sh- thing, the whole yeah. shebang, the whole shebang. So my break was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, look, it could have been better at times. Basically, since we last spoke, um, I got really unwell. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, I forgot all about that because you've just not been on my radar whatsoever. No. So you, we left, we said our goodbyes, we're like, have a great Christmas. Mm. And I just basically, look, I was actually really sick. I actually had to leave my family Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just um, shameful. Sitting at the table, sweat pouring off my forehead, eating my lasagna for anyone who obviously listened to the last episode yep, of last year. Yeah, there across it. Big Wog Christmas. Yeah, beautiful. if you saw it on the um, Insta, then you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and looking over at mum, white in the face, and she just said, I think you need to go <laughs> Get out of here. So I left Chrissy. Um, basically, just had a virus, not a COVID, thank God. Um, and obviously, at the time, wasn't really a concern. But yes, she has returned, which bigger and better than ever. Mm, anyway, great. Um, so so yeah, Christmas was, was Christmas. shit for you. Christmas was really shit because, like, I kind of like looked forward to it all year in a sense of like everyone, all my other friends now have the time off. Like mm. I've had so long off. True. Yeah. Then I ended up. I was on the couch for like nearly two weeks. Why yep. not two weeks? That's there's a bit of mail. I was that. like, I'll oh, turn it up. That's all right. Two weeks is maybe like five days in yeah, my cool. world. Cool, yeah. cool. Um, so that was my Christmas, but it was shit. And then I made the executive decision on New Year's Eve to rebirth into society. Mm, your big Bridgerton coming out to Basically, the world. Oh, yeah. I smashed through Bridgerton. Can I just say? <laughs> oh, I bet. There's a record. I'm halfway through it at the moment, so no Do you spoilers, like it? please. I fucking love it. It's not bad, hey. I love a period drama. Yeah. It's like a gossip girl, but old Completely. School. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. So there's a bit of a reco for you guys. But mm. um, yeah, then basically was like sitting on the couch. It was seven o'clock on New Year's Eve. I'm sitting there, my jocks, like Home Simpson. <laughs> just like... Sitting in the jocks. Ordering Uber Eats for the sixth time. And yeah. I was like, Adrian, are you even sick? Like, get up. 
get up. Just gave myself get this over it. Threw a bucket of cold water over me. Oh, as you do your bloody Wim Hof method. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, uh, yeah, I just went out and then, yeah, went to um, like a little quiet gathering and then actually ended up um, at a nightclub all night till early yeah, hours good. of the morning. So thank God you didn't have COVID because we'd be calling you age super spreader. Yeah, no, no, no. no for the remainder didn't. of this she season. Just had a, she just had a um, viral pharyngitis style, as oh, the doc calls it. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a um, a gorgeous drag name. Yeah, <laughs> could be. Please She's exotic. Sage Elvira Pharyngitis. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then actually the clincher though that was really great for my rebirth, which made it all kind of worthwhile, was sure. I went to an event on New Year's Day, um, which I already knew was going to be the case, but um, Fisher played, mm. which was huge. Follow the Fisher TV. Uh, follow the Fish TV if you don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was like... Did you lose it? Neck, mate, lost it. Yeah, right. But I was like... So was a, so he wasn't advertised to play there, so it was kind of like a surprise thing. But you knew. We knew. So basically, you kind of had to be told that he was going to be there through mm. someone else. So the crowd was like nice and intimate. They yeah. like blacked out all the windows. Bit of insider trading going on. Absolutely. Only the cream of the crops made it. 100%. And sure. so I was up there like... At one point, he was like... Pulled me up. I was behind the decks and gave him a big kiss on the oh, cheek. Oh, here like, we go. I was his best friend. You're the classic girl at every like Michael Bublé concert that's like, he's, he pointed right at me. He was Literally. singing directly to me. And all my girlfriends were like just disappearing throughout the night, like going for drinks, going to the bathroom, going outside for a cigarette, whatever. And I was at the front of those decks and I just didn't move. Oh, you're like, up behind the decks making out with him. Isn't that how the story goes? Well, there was definitely a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, yeah. I've sure. Got, got a video to prove it. <laughs> I was going to say pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> um, um, so that's me, really. Beautiful. What about you? Um, you graced me with your presence back in the States. Oh, yeah. I had, I mean, I like literally bended through from Christmas Eve to this morning. Yeah. Um, I actually got so drunk on Christmas Day <laughs> that I passed out between Gorgeous. Christmas and lunch in the backyard <laughs> on a bench. Like... Not surprising to me in the slightest. <laughs> like, I hear that and go, oh, and then I'm like, oh, no, it's just Mitch. Yeah, yeah no. No one really cared, though, I don't think. <laughs> like, everyone was talking to me when I revived for dinner. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, a really beautiful day. And then as you were sick, I had to obviously carry the torch for the two of us mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the rest of the social season. Yeah. Which I think I did admirably. Yeah. And then obviously... You carried something. Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> Carried it all. <laughs> Carried the torch for the entire village. Um, so I was supposed to go to Sydney for New Year's, as was previously discussed in an earlier episode. Obviously, yep. that was sh- like just shut yeah, down. Yeah, so disappointing, hey. Due to the virus that is. Yep. Um, but we just kind of were like, fuck it, we need to get out of here anyway. So off to Brizzy. Yeah, Briz Vegas. Yeah, no really idea anything about Brisbane, what I was walking into. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, it's pretty fucking chaotic up there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pros like, and cons. Have you got some? Um, in terms I of would as say a city? obviously huge pro is the weather. Yeah, hundred percent. Big con is that everything shuts at like three to four a.m. Why? Isn't and I'm I... not talking like just the main clubs. Like everything shuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's created this really dirty like <laughs> kick on culture amongst mm. the gays. Uh huh. Where if like you well, know if I'm not quite ready for the night to end. Mm. Before dawn, mm. there's always an option in Melbourne. Correct. 
Or there's at, at the very least a 24-hour bottle o where you can just be like, oh, just grab a couple of bottles, get back to the house with the ladies. Yeah, or a park. Wind yourself down. <laughs> or, or a park. <laughs> or a park. Yeah. Um, or a car park. <laughs> anywhere that will have me. Um, but there it's very much like, okay, well, we're just going to have to go assemble at a random house. Mm-hmm. Um most of the time, it's blacked out windows, red lights are on. Right-o. Let's just try and maintain this feeling of being in a den for as long as yeah, possible right. so that without is... a drop of alcohol. Mm. So it was actually really fun. So great, perfect. <laughs> I was, I was so in my where are we going? <laughs> I was in my element, actually. I will say, though, the gay club in Brisbane is like far and away like one of the coolest venues I've ever seen. Actually, some of your stories were pretty cool. I'm oh. talking chandeliers. There was a yeah. waterfall inside that, like yeah, okay. four levels of like just gay <laughs> bliss. As I felt like Dorothy had just been dropped in Oz. The only waterfall where you've got down here is vomit on some yeah, floor. Well, you know me, I love a bit of water sports. <laughs> the water underfoot yeah. in the bathroom. Um, and I've just made it back from Brizzy. Um... Didn't get much sleep. It was just go, 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 boom, boom. The whole time I was there, um, went to the Gold Coast, quick GC to just dry out on the beach for a couple of days at the end. And now here I am back better than ever. Ready Love to GC. attack a new year. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, okay, cool. What was the last thing you Googled? Oh, God. Um, yep. So the last thing I Googled <laughs> makes me sound like, like a pervert oh, pretty yeah. much. As opposed to everything else you say. <laughs> <laughs> so... My purity ring is off. Mm-hmm. It was Jay Alvarez Twitter video sex. <laughs> in that order. Um, have you? Heard, do you know who that is? is Jay that Alvarez. Porn? You know Jay Alvarez. Yeah. Like really beautiful Instagram model. Yeah. You know he made a sex tape. No. Really. No. So he made this sex tape and it was just in discussion the other day, Uh just more in terms of like, it's vanished from the internet. No one can find it. And I was Uh like, I fucking bet I can. Of course you thought that you could. I did. And all (laughs) I had to Google was Jay Alvarez Twitter video sex. (laughs) And there it was. But the interesting thing, and I think it's something that I wish you'd seen it because it's kind of an interesting discussion because the sex tape is a hundred percent an ad. Oh, for his what? For um, the lube they're using. Oh, okay. It's very produced, the whole thing. Like, Mm -hmm. neither of him or the hot girl he's with, I don't know who she is, because I don't really know much about women, but... um, They're like, it's, there's there's never a point where either of them are holding a camera. So there's obviously a film crew in the room. I was going to say, so it's not a tape. It's a production. It's a production, yeah. but it's made to look like, you oh, know, okay. Blair Witch Project, kind oh, of like okay. found footage. Hand, handy cam. Yeah, handy cam's being used. Amateur. It's very shaky. Yeah, it's a big market out there for let that. let me tell you, it's not shaky when they're doing the close-up pan downs of the lube that they're using oh, okay, <laughs> to yeah. have clear as day. Yeah. yeah, so something you should probably like walk away and have a Can look at. Can you just pin in that and we'll catch up after this? Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah we'll I'll just, send you a link. Yeah, gorge. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say we'll put that on the story, but maybe won't. <laughs> we'll get shut down. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What'd you Google? Um, so mine's a little bit more embarrassing. Well, it's okay. not really embarrassing. Like nothing about my life's embarrassing, but... A bit everything also. But everything is. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's... When to have ceruleum husk. So basically, ceruleum husk is... You mean cilium? What did I say? Ceruleum. <laughs> it's, it's not turquoise. It's not lapis. It's ceruleum. Yeah, great. So I've just... Yeah. yeah Can cool. you say the right word again for me? Cilium. Great. Ceruleum husk. Yeah. Thank you. Pleasure. Ceruleum's back. Um, 
It's to make you shit. Is that where you're going it's with It's a fibre. Yeah. 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 It's just, yeah. She's had a few, been on a bit of a benders, boozing, yeah. antibiotics. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, we yeah. needed just to some, make myself regular again. Great. Great. I'm so glad I shared that. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, it's good to be regular. So today's episode, um, I'm actually like quite excited about because mm-hmm. it's sort of, I guess, the first topic that has come from, I guess, a request from the fans a little yeah. bit, the listeners. Yeah, inspired Sorry, I by. I shouldn't use the word fans. That's a bit, a bit gauche, isn't it? Um, <laughs> inspired by the listeners. So yeah. since we've started, obviously, we've realised that a big part of the audience is. The baby gays who mm-hmm. are sort of trying to, you know, get a bit of a grasp on what it is to be a homosexual in this land. Yeah. Find their feet. Find their feet. Yeah. Walk, walk for the first time. Yeah. And we're getting like a lot of like questions in that vein. Like, yeah. Lots of what was your first this and how do how do I do this and how do I find that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we had one that stood out to us the other day, didn't we, about like... Yeah, it was actually such a... Really beautiful, well-written little piece. Oh, so so eloquent. And like for us who are like literally just doing, you know, this podcast for fun, like yeah. really means a lot to us when we get stuff like that. So we were just like melting. Yeah. <laughs> Tears. <laughs> Tears on the screen. Um, all cut to the table. We were beside ourselves. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, it was really beautiful. It was nice to know that if this production can have some sort of merit or, you know, help someone out there who might be like, you know, needing a bit of direction or advice in terms of, you know, finding themselves and being comfortable in their skin and mm. being gay and, you know, entering that world, then let us help because yeah. we're veterans. Well, we've, you know, been around the block a couple of times. A few war medals. You a couple more times than me. But the block's a lot, <laughs> a lot longer. A in the, bigger block. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think also too, though, just on that, a lot of our other audience are, you know, either straight men or women who have just a general curiosity about totally what it is like to, you know, mm. and like be in brackets, I guess, in the world mm. um, that is... They say curiosity killed the cat, but I tend to disagree. Because I've got so many... I know heaps of people who are like, oh, we love, like, got, you know, long list of questions for the gays. 100%. How do you guys do this? Mm. Or what happens here? And they're just fascinated by a lot of things that go on in our culture. Completely. Um, so the one we're kind of focusing on today is sort of like, I guess, that to that point of like, how how is the entry, how does it come about? Um, yeah. You know, if like, do I need to be going to a gay club? Do I, like, how do I find my people? Yeah. How do I become part of... Correct. Know, the scene. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and you know, and the scene is, I guess, also working out what the scene is for you. Yeah. I guess, you know, because the scene is yeah. like not always that like that for everyone. And like, Well, the scene is the scene is the scene. But we don't want to mean the scene is in like, you know, we're going, you know, out to a gay club to inject heroin. We're like yeah. just going mm-hmm. to be part of what it is to be gay. Correct. Yeah. And um, be more, I guess it's kind of like overall finding being more comfortable with your sexuality as a whole so that you can embrace all of that other part of you and like by finding other like-minded people who are like you obviously you know it means such a big deal and all the rest of it so it kind of just like led us into this like whole discussion and we're like Mm. great there's an episode throw it on the air that's us to be shared with the curious cats yeah like let's (laughs) 
Let's cure the curiosity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the initial one of the emails that we got um, from the listener was really really nice, and it sort of, as Mitch said, touched on um, you know them wanting to experience like a gay nightclub for the first time. Mm. In brackets, the scene, huge um, night. They're not really sure what to expect, um, and they sort of go on to say that you know. Um, it kind of come off the back of a couple of slide comments that we had made, I will also say. Yes. There was there was a time when I said that all gays are terrible. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and, then, and that might have been misconstrued yeah. as me meaning that all gays are terrible. And I don't know why that would ever have happened, but here <laughs> no, we are. So we're here doing a bit of a recovery on that. <laughs> a quick addendum. Uh, just to sort of say that, like, obviously, yes, just like in any setting or world or niche or whatever there is good and bad totally good and bad people as a whole it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight or whatever you are or you're in a book club or a fucking nightclub or whatever i love that a book club or a nightclub like there's good and bad people in those in all of Of those groups so um i think the gays just tend to have some of the the bad ones can really hit home is sort of what we were referring to totally um so yeah so moving forward i guess so if we're talking about like you know the entry like yeah Gay entry. I mean, how, what did that look like for you? 16 in a white dress. <laughs> corsage. <laughs> Walking down that big ornate staircase. My, it was my debutante ball. Yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, look, it definitely wasn't that. No. Well, One I guess, I don't not. know. I mean, there's two things here, I guess. There's kind of me as an individual exploring like my sexuality. Mm. And then I guess there was the first time that I interacted with other gay Yep. People that in a friendly way, I guess. And I think the interaction is really what we are trying to drive home here. Yeah. I mean, we've done a whole ep on coming out, episode four, if you have watched. And watched. Yeah, head head there because yeah. that's, that's a great episode and it will definitely help you as well if you're also kind of going through that chapter, mm. depending on sort of where you're at in your cycle. Totally. And so this is now next step, phase two of that journey. Yes. Um. um so yeah, for me it was... Not so much as we said, like, oh, me being 16 and like having my first sexual experience with a man. I wouldn't say that that's me entering the scene. That was just me like entering a man, being curious. But I think (laughs) (laughs) um, it probably for me officially where I felt I definitely had met other gay people along the way. Yeah. But where I felt like I was included in something or a part of something was actually probably when I was with my Mm ex-boyfriend. Um, Which is such a big one, isn't it? Like, it is, and I think it's common. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I so think I think that so much of you know finding out finding your gay people is about dating someone, mm-hmm. and either you date someone who already knows gay people, yep. or you date someone who you then have like a buddy to go enter that life with. Correct. So for me, it was I had dated people before. Mm-hmm. Um. And like obviously been with people before, but they weren't necessarily, their friendship groups weren't necessarily other gays. Sure. So being with them and being their friend. Huge waste of time. Didn't mean that that was necessarily who I would hang out with. I would just hang out with their girlfriends the same way that like I have my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas there was an ex-boyfriend of mine who had majority gay friends. So that kind of opened up the world because he was obviously just hanging out with other gay males and then... What, where did uh, gay males go? They go to gay bars. You're cetera, the plus one, blah, blah, blah. And then that's kind of just like, you know, 
like the virus, it spreads. It as spreads. We know how it totally. spread. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of my entry, mm-hmm. I guess. What about cool. you? Mine was a classic um, big night out on the town. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, though, I also had, like, one one gay friend in particular that yeah. I met through, like, work or school or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like dragged me along one night and I was like, no, 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 no. Like really resisted. Like I've already got my friends. I've got my girls, got the ladies, don't need it. Wasn't it like that a bit? I remember being like that. Yes. I very much closed myself off to the opportunity to like mingle with the gays. Yeah. I thought I didn't need it. Yes. A hundred percent. Isn't it so fucked now when you think of that? Well, you kind of like, it almost feels like a disservice to your current friends being like, oh, you're not quite enough. Oh, I felt that so many yeah, times. Tough. Yeah. Tough. I think though, like for me, cause you know, we both have a lot of girlfriends. Yep. I think if you, if you're a girlfriend of a gay boy listening, it is your job to wingman them into gay life. Yeah. Like Absolutely. drag them along to the book club or the nightclub or whatever else in between. Pop your fag hag boots on. Seriously. Get them in there. Yeah. Don't be pushy. Don't be like, Get up on the podium and kiss no. this boy and You're blah, just blah, a blah. supportive parent watching yeah. them get off the training wheels. <laughs> Literally. Behind them on You're the bike. Holding their shoulders. Push, pushing them down the push, hill. Push, push, push. <laughs> oh, 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 they fell off. That's okay. Yeah, literally. Um, so, yeah, I was just kind of introduced through a friend yeah. as well. Yeah, cool. Mm. Yeah, I think that is important. I definitely know what you're talking about in terms of that whole friendship um, feeling of like, you know, because you don't. it's almost like I don't want my friends to think that I need other friends totally but i think it's also an amazing and again this is probably advice then for the the straight friends as support like my girlfriends have also been so great at being like go with the boys Mm. spread your wings love like so in my corner like to the point even where like on new year's eve the night that i was like sick and sitting at home when my, my best friend rang me and was like get the fuck up go to Poof Doof and dance it out. <laughs> and she's beautiful. like, I was, I'm sick of hearing you complain and just get it out of your system. <laughs> and I was lovely. like, yeah, I need it. Well, I, I think it. if your friendships, and this is obviously is the same because, you know, you might be a gay boy and all of your friends are straight boys. Like Correct. it's the same thing. Yes. There needs to be an understanding that you're coming back. Yeah. There's no, course. there's no one's being replaced. It's just a different kind of friendship that you're getting from a different place Mm -hmm. and you need to encourage that. Well, then that kind of leads me to sort of ask the loaded question. Okay. Fuck, here we go. Why do you... First loaded question of 2021. first unpacking. Yeah. Why do you think that we have such... Why do you think that there is such a need to have that other connection? With the other side, I guess. I think there's just a level of like understanding that you can only get from people who are like you. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's not exclusive to being gay. Like if you love footy. Correct. Like you create this really special bond with the boys that you play footy with or girls, whatever you want to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, True. Or, you know, if like your friends from school, you have that connection of like the history that you went to school together And I think that the same thing can be said of like, you know, you meet another person who's of the same sexuality as you and you instantly have the connection of like, well, we all had to come out to our parents and we all like 
struggled through high school and we all like became really hot when we got older and you know just things <laughs> like that. <laughs> things like that that just when bond do you us. get older pardon when do you get older um oh oh anyway right. fired. <laughs> no 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 i totally agree and i think like there is no it's just finding that like-mindedness or whatever the whatever like you said mm. whatever the category is i guess but yeah the gay the the sexuality element is like one that especially when you battle with it for so long when you're young it's like oh totally i remember going to a party with um that ex-boyfriend who had introduced me to like a lot of his friends yeah and it was like walking into this like room everyone's just like kind of dancing i'm pretty sure there was actually like like a Disney show tune on. Perfect, yes. Like a Hercules. I was going to say, something. can you give me the one? I'm, I've got my eyes shut here. I Pay think me a it picture. might have been like a Go the Distance. Zero to Hero. Oh, stop the it. The Ariana version or something Fuck. like yeah. Hercules. And I was just like, oh my God, I listen to this music at home too. Yeah, I'm not a freak. And I was like, oh my God. And they like it and they know all the words too. And I'm like, wow, I'm not the only one. And I was like, I remember actually feeling like, for my whole life that I was the only one who was into that because when I hung out with all of my girlfriends or any other, I was like, and they were like, oh, age loves Disney. Oh. Age loves Disney. And I'm like, other people like Disney what too. Do you it was think like mind blowing. What do you think it is about the gays that love Disney? Apparently my brother was actually telling me the other day, there's a doco sure. about one of the writers of the uh, like majority of like the key Disney films, cool. the, the music. Apparently he was gay. Oh, wow. And apparently it's like super interesting. I haven't gotten around it to watching RuPaul. it. It was RuPaul. Um, interesting. Mm. I thought maybe if there's something in the fact that like we didn't really get to properly be kids when we were kids because we had to like hide who something we were. a bit deeper. So now we're clinging on to this like childhood. Like, I think it's just like we love good musical. <laughs> You're like, shut up. I was like. It's just a boppy tune. We just love a good musical and a show tune. I think uh, we like. I would relate to all the characters. Mm. So it's like when they would sing, it was very emotional for well, me. All of the villains are gay. Have you, have you read those articles about that? No. So because um, Walt Disney is like famously like uh, yeah, yeah. against every kind of minority. Yeah. And they used to like kind of hide in the Disney movies that all of the characters are gay. Like Ursula is a drag queen. Scar is like the campest thing ever. Uh-huh. Hades gay yeah like they're okay. all Jafar. like cruella yeah, you know yeah, yeah okay and it was to try and like convince everyone that being gay <gasps> was bad but it actually just turned them into like the most fabulous amazing, amazing characters, characters in the all movie. my favorites <laughs> literally yeah <laughs> well okay okay so what other ways is there to sort of enter the the world of like do you know i actually think there's more and more and i think if there's like getting easier for younger kids to do it like Mm. i think a lot of queer spaces traditionally have been nightclubs yeah definitely. Um, there's a sense of safety and security yeah in there which obviously then completely by nature blocks out everyone who's underage yeah um but you know like now as you said we keep coming back to these book clubs they're out there (laughs) Should we join one? <laughs> I think we should start one. Okay. A message of the machine gay book. <laughs> do you know how to read? One day. <laughs> we'll do audio books. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, there's stuff like that. Do you know um, Minus 18? No. What's that? It's like this organization in Melbourne. I mean, and I'm sure a lot of cities have similar things. Yep. Basically, they just exist to create safe spaces for young queer people. Mm-hmm. And they do like queer formal and like... Mm-hmm. 
meet up, meet and greets. And I'm sure there's a book club if you're yeah, so right. inclined. <laughs> um, and like, I think stuff like that is like so fantastic. Yeah. So they're creating like that network. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's not for everyone. Like I, I knew about it when I was underage and I wasn't quite ready to mm. be part of that world mm. at that time. Well, that line, that whole, that line just there is like kind of the whole link up to sort of what we're saying, isn't it? Like that really resonates with that email that we got about being ready Mm. because I don't think it's a decision where you just like wake up one day and I'm like, I'm just going out to a a gay club. Like it's about mentally being ready to sort of totally show your face there, as we said, like, and even after you're out, there's like kind of that, well, for me anyway, there was definitely a teething period between yeah, I'm out, but I'm still like relatively straight and I still just hang out with all yeah. my straight friends and it's yeah. fine and it doesn't matter because now I'm just gay, yeah. but I'm the same. The classic, oh, I'm not that kind of gay. Yeah, there's that team. Whatever the period. fuck that means. Like, yeah. oh, give me a break. No one's that kind of gay. What is that? Who? Literally. What? Anyway, sorry. Which Let's then just... kind of leads me to, sure. and I think I've mentioned this in a previous podcast though, um, was like being on a date with like a guy mm. and who was saying like, oh, you know, like, oh, it's just not really my thing, like, blah, blah, blah. And I can totally respect that nightclubbing is not everyone's thing. Totally. That's absolutely, like, not what I'm saying. What I am saying, though, is that the kind of, like, looking down on your own people mm. and your own culture and an experience that you've actually never even tried to have. Yes. That used to really bother me. Well, and I, I remember think- being on a couple of first dates with like re- a few different people who have shared that similar sort of expression and I'm just always kind of pipped them at it. And I'm like, yeah. hold on, can we just explore in that. that for a minute? Yeah. Let's unpack that. Let's unpack that one because it's quite a strong opinion on yourself and your people and your can't where like something that you're actually a part of whether you want to be or not yeah it's in your dna why the fuck would you not want to be just oh, a side note side note god it's no. a good time <laughs> too good of a time <laughs> sometimes me. you know what i'm saying um you know and then critique the experience that you actually have never had if you've gone and you haven't liked it or you've had a bad experience or you've struggled to make some friends mm. i can sympathize but like if you've never even dipped your toe mm. don't judge it is though like fucking terrifying to dip in the toe. Mm. Do you remember first time you dipped the toe? Um, yes. It was very scary. Yeah. Like, like, and I, you know, I was a bit of a, I guess in the scheme of things for some, a bit of a late bloomer. I yep. wasn't really part of it until probably like 21. Yeah, I was about the same. 22 maybe even. Yep. So like a week ago and... Um, <laughs> And <laughs> fuck off. He, my friend, he, <laughs> I should quantify that. He, my friend who I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. was like, um, come out uh, with me and a bunch of my friends after midsummer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Classic. just clarify for everyone what midsummer is. Sorry, midsummer is Melbourne Pride. Yeah. Um, Which is basically a little bit different to Sydney, if that's kind of what you're assuming. It's more of like a festival day in a um, the gardens down by the river. Mm. Um, there's a stage down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> down the river. Um, yeah, it's a more of a stage vibe, and it's a little bit more. But like everyone does dress up, and then it's it's a really fun day. Mm. It's like probably one of the best days of the year. Totally. And then everyone goes out after. And my friend yep. was like, "Come out after um, the festival." Yeah. And I just out of honestly fear I was like oh no it's not really for me and he like really pushed yeah and he was like no no no, you're coming I've bought your ticket we're oh, going wow. yeah yeah 
Because um, oh, it's so always I a ticketed went. event after the midsummer yeah. ticketed event. Yeah, and I went, and like I would say, side note recommendation: all gay nights are not created equal. Correct. And you do not, you should not, as I did, into straight into the majors. Yeah. Like okay. yeah. I, I went to like a sweaty den leather party yeah. basically yeah. for my first gay night out a gay sex rave yeah gay we, sex what rave we call those yeah spade to spade um <laughs> and it was like so overwhelming like people yeah. walking around in literally nothing but like a leather strap around their waist with like a pouch yeah. for you know just everything that's illegal to have hanging out across your face as yeah. you walk by turkey slapper um, how are you doing fella but even then even Entering that sober, mind you. Yeah. It was just like this overwhelming feeling of like, oh we my God. sober? Yeah, I walked in sober. Jeez. Didn't last long. Yeah, okay. Can I please get eight vodka Red Bulls? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was just like this feeling of like, oh my God, like I, I could literally be anything here. Obviously. Like look around you. Yeah. Like, and there was also people in like suits. There were people wearing anything. Yeah. And just being anything and like. Yeah. People who were somewhere between two genders and pe- like people who yeah. were like 60 and people who were hopefully 18 and yeah. like, you know. If Pretty sure all- that little fawn from um, <laughs> Line the Witch in the Wardrobe just wanders <laughs> by. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Tumnus. Mr. Tumnus. There he is. Spare Oom. <laughs> um, and so I was just like, it's this feeling that's just like overwhelming, but it's like magic. Yeah. One word to describe that feeling. Um... Liberace. <laughs> we were going to say liberating because that's the word on my tongue. And I was like, we're going to say it at the same time. And you just kind of fucked me up. Oh, well, I tried. Maybe I was just getting half the signal. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was like my first night out. And I remember I met so many people that night. Mm-hmm. And it was a classic, what's your Insta? Like, you know. Yeah. And it was also people who I knew from like Instagram, yeah. but had never met. Yes. And it was very like, oh my God. Yeah. Finally, you're out and about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like this big, like, embrace. Yeah. Um, which was my experience. I don't know if everyone's is like that, but... No, not at all. And um, you probably won't have that every time you go out either. No. Like, but you do have nights like that that mm. are like that. And if your first one is like that, then great. Because it's a really totally. nice handhold through totally. the scene. Probably don't go to the gay sex rave. Maybe no, just maybe the don't. normal gay club or bar but i think like you could so easily round up a couple of the girls Mm -hmm. like actual biological girls not like the gals yeah and drag them along to like a drag show yeah you could sit at the back of the room just absorb the energy Mm -hmm. not talk to a single person that night if you didn't feel like you were ready to do that yeah have a couple of drinks watch like an amazing performance of Hello by Ali X. Yeah. And then go home. Yeah. Like that's also fine. Yeah. And I think that there should just be no pressure in your first time just getting out there. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? What was your first so first big night out of the club? Big, big night. So I had like, I guess like technically mm-hmm. when I think back now, actually just like. Do you lis- even remember it? Listening to you. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll just dust off my, get my old, um. Photo album out and <laughs> blow off the tomb, the Kodaks, <laughs> my film roll, the carousel. Um, no, so I actually remember I just had a flashback then, which I will share because I saw you got a bit glassy eyed for a second. Then I was like, You're not even listening to me, you're all just reading the, the podcast. So when I was 18, I wasn't actually out yet, but 
obviously like curiosity at that age is just Killed like the cat. through the roof. Mm. Yes, that too. So there was a club in Melbourne that was very well known in my, and it was like a big, it's a big, it was called the Greyhound. Yes. It was in Collingwood, I think. And it's a very big, uh, it was like a big deal when it closed. Cause it was like huge for like the generations above us. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like a gay spot in Melbourne. Yeah. Anyway, so I was Googling like gay clubs in Melbourne. Sure. Because I was curious. And I just got my license, free as a bird, 18, mm-hmm. could be anywhere. Was telling mum and dad I was at the, my girl's house playing Monopoly, but really I was, you know, up to no good. Yeah. Anyway. Up, up Park Lane. Yeah. So I Googled this club, Greyhound came up as like the place. And I remember just like driving there. <laughs> And you just went by yourself. I went in alone. Oh my god! I was yeah, went in alone. This is amazing. And I remember just, and it was exactly like you said, that feeling of like I could be absolutely anyone. I could be meeting a group of friends around the corner that no one knows about. I mm. could be like, I could do anything. I could walk up to that boy and kiss him right now, and no one would even know. It was fraught with get ab- consent. Obviously. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Please teach the children some manners. <laughs> it was fraught with absolute fear yeah, as well because I also wasn't out. So it was yeah. like, will I see someone I know here? Did someone just see me go in? Blah blah blah. Mm. All of those fears. But I guess if you don't, if you're not um, afraid of you know that element of things, then like you'd be scared for other reasons. But yeah, anyway. So it was like I didn't say very long. I didn't do anything. I didn't think I bought a drink. I just kind of walked around and just observed, like you said, just kind of like take it in and just like. And I left and I was just like, okay, yep, yeah, so that's that. And then it just kind of goes into the <laughs> vault. that off. Yeah, drove off to McDonald's, got your McFlurry and went home. Went home and just... I was going to say touch myself. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> no. got, out, got out some old Brad Pitt pics and just... <laughs> the rest jack, is history. Jacked off into a hanky. No, so yeah. And I just remember like popping that in the vault and being like, yep, so that happened. And we're just not dealing with that because obviously it was not the time. But... <laughs> Fast forward. Yeah. Fast forward to sort of 22, 23 or however old I was when I was um, in that relationship. And like, I remember going out to the club, the mm. actual nightclub for the first time with everyone in that big group. Oh, absolutely, literally Liberace, yeah. as you said. <laughs> there was no better feeling in the world. Like, And that's kind of the basis of this whole episode is don't ever doubt that it's not going to be fun because mm. you're going to like walking into that room and hearing Toxic by Britney play yeah. and watching everyone just lose their shit. Yeah. And tops are off, everyone's screaming. There's no like, you don't have to worry about how you walk, how you dance, what you say, what you're drinking. Like there's literally yeah. no rules there. Mm. And I say that to everyone now. I always say to everyone like, oh, there's no rules at Puff Tuff. Mm. In every way, shape, or form. There's no rules at, at, on, you know, on that dance floor on a Saturday night. And it's so, the freedom that you feel in that moment is just, it's, you can't explain it. No, you Especially can't. Especially when you've been closeted for such a period of time, if mm. that's, you know, the journey that you've been on. To walk in finally is just like, literally like, wow, I'm here. Wow, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Didn't ever think I would get here. Didn't ever think I would be here on the dance floor. And exactly that feeling of like, I'm here and I'm included in something and I'm a part of something. 
And I'm a, don't, I could know one person in this room. It doesn't matter because I'm still part of this. There could be a hundred people in this room and only one of them needs to listen to you. And none of them probably will. <laughs> and all of them listen to Toxic. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely am on the same feelings as that. And I think that's kind of the takeaway for anyone who is listening to this and is doubting themselves mm. or unsure. Mm. You know, like we said, all you need is just that one friend to come with you. Totally. And just or just apparently you could grow by yourself at eighteen. That is ballsy from you. Yeah. Like I didn't. I know actually that. forgot that I did that until we were just talking. I about reckon I might have been to Greyhound once, young as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, didn't count that in my first time out because we're talking about you know an entry of the scene. Yeah. No. I, well, I wouldn't even have ever. I it wasn't on my list to like. Yeah. yeah. Did a quick lap. I think I just like with a girlfriend. Was unpacking mentally, unpacking some yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> During this app, I had to go first, and you got a bit more time to think. <laughs> but um, no, I know what you mean, and I think I guess what we're saying more broadly is that it's the entry of a queer space that makes you feel like that, not a Correct. queer nightclub. Correct. That's just what our experience was. One hundred percent. Like you could, oh, off the top of my head, enter a book club. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find these book clubs because I bet you there's none in Melbourne. Literally. And feel the same thing. And I yeah. think, or like if you are 17 and you're going to queer prom. Yeah. Like, but there's something I wish I did. Yeah. How fun would that have been? How like formative would that have been when you were 16, 17, mm-hmm. going to just hang out with like a bunch of other gays? I think too, that just kind of stems back to listening to who you are as an individual, like mm. sad to say, but also so fun that like we love a drink and we love the dance. And that's why we probably end up at the nightclub. But like if your poison is a book, for example, mm. or if your poison is like makeup and you're really into doing that and you want to do a makeup course, but you're a bit hesitant of like, I guarantee you there's probably five other boys in there, gay boys in there that you could, would make friends with. Or like, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's spaces where you can be yourself and feel that inclusion feeling mm. in that in a different way, no matter what it is. I have a friend who met one of their best gay friends mm-hmm. online. Yeah. Leighton Hewitt appreciation chat room. Yeah. Bizarre. Track down the other boy in there. <laughs> I wonder why they like Come on. <laughs> Am I right? And like, I guess that just really goes to show that they are everywhere. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, I, that kind of leads me to think like, um, do you think it's easy or do you think it's hard to enter? Yeah. It's so hard. Okay. I mean, for some, maybe it's really easy. And I think like there are the stories you hear about, there's, you know, two gay boys who went to the same high school who had everything in common and have been best friends ever since. Yeah. That was not my reality. No. There were definitely other gays at my school, but they weren't really like me. And no. like, I don't think we can say that, like we're not we're not seventy year old grandmas. We're not That's pushing it. every gay person who ever lived together being like, You guys will get along. Oh, hundred percent. How annoying is we're like, Oh, here's my other gay friend. Yeah. Oh, you would love him. You yeah. guys should date. He looks like a foot. <laughs> Fuck that. Doesn't matter what he looks like, Adrian, all the time. Show but... me someone hot cunt. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm um, still waiting. Yeah, seriously. God, she's drying up. Um <laughs> but I think that if you don't have that, it is really hard. Yep. And like it, it takes some, a friend to push you in the direction or to find one other gay somehow or to date someone who can mm. help you through it. Like, I really think that it, 
most of the time you need other people. It's networking. Totally. It's networking, just like in a bi- in a business setting. It's yeah. networking. Yeah. yeah. And some people sure. can enter a room by themselves and be fine. Yeah. The other 99 people cannot do that. Yeah. But you're right in also saying like, it's also about finding your people too, no matter who they are. Like, for example, finding that like-minded or common ground. Like, if you're going to the makeup course, because obviously you both like makeup, guarantee, guess what? You probably kick it off. But mm. if they're not also not a person that you would usually hang out with just because you're both there doing the makeup course doesn't mean you're going to get along. Like, yeah. it, you know, I've said before too, like it's taken me a while to find my gaze, I mm. guess. Like as in the, the, the friends now that I carry into that are also gay. Mm. I think we are friends, not because we're gay. We're friends because we are like-minded individuals with our values and our morals. Like I have with any other friend who also love a good dickin. <laughs> Who just happened to also love a dickin. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, of course. Yeah. It's not necessarily that's like, like you said, I oh, would we'll just chuck five gays in a room. They'll all come out best friends. Like yeah. I've grown up with gay, other gay friends who, or other gay people who are, you know, in similar circles to me and we're we not friends along. at all. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, as we've said, not every gay is going to get along. Yeah. On the flip side of that, do you feel like that there's like a bit of a click problem at this school or? <laughs> you got the <laughs> cool gays, gays yeah. who eat their feelings. <laughs> cool gay hotties. Yeah. <laughs> Unfriendly gay hotties. Um, uh, is there a click problem? Yeah, I think there is. And I say that loosely, but I also say in the way that I think that there's a problem in no matter any group situation like in that sense of like if you go to a high school great example like there's going to be groups within the groups that are friends and not friends and whatever well just like we still like disney from primary school we're clinging onto those clicks from high school as well aren't we 100 percent. yeah yeah no i think that there's definitely i think there is definitely though and as much as we have made light of it in the past and we did touch on it before that you know Oh, the gays are terrible. I still think there's a big element of gay culture that is poor in terms of behavior. I was like, sorry, like money. That, or- <laughs> I worded that poorly, but like, yeah, right. I think in terms of like the way that we can potentially treat our own, yeah, can sometimes be quite awful. I agree with that. And it's a little bit like, I feel like it's a little bit like girl culture in that sense where like, you know, there's like a lot of that talk of like, mm. girls should stick together and girls shouldn't mm. put other girls down. And like, that yeah. definitely happens, I think, in gay um, groups as well. Totally. Mm. The thing that I will say, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing really, but like there is an element of, you know, there's, we're tearing each other down from the inside. Yeah. Very much a united front to the outside. Correct. Like we are all hugging and kissing in that parade when yeah. the straights are watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we need to get ourselves back on top. Yeah. 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 But under underneath the surface, yeah, I agree that it can get a little bit nasty it amongst can. the gals. And it's definitely the company you keep. Totally. I think that that comes back mm-hmm. to that point. Definitely. It's about yeah. who you choose to surround yourself with. And like any friendship, whether, no matter the sexuality, if someone's treating you like shit or you're not satisfied with their behavior or whatever, then that's, you know, it's just obviously that you need to remove that from your life because mm-hmm. it's obviously, you know, toxic. But yeah. Um, By Britney Spears. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's unfortunately can be probably more common, especially I think in like a lot of young, and I hate to, to stereotype, I guess, but sure. sort of that younger, immature, you know, very more high school gossipy. You're talking about me. <laughs> yep. 
wrinkle free yeah. kind of vibe. I think now sort of as we move into like, for me anyway, moving into the, mm. almost the thirties. The twilight years. Yeah. As I said, you've, I've kind of found my people. I've found the good ones who I love. Yeah. So all of that kind of drama has gone, mm-hmm. but I, the, it did take a while to sift through the shit to find those. You're you kissing know? a lot of toads on the way to the Prince Charming in terms of Friends. Yeah, it's like a terrible toads. metaphor. <laughs> Friendly toads, the ones that you don't want to fuck. <laughs> you know those? Yeah. Got like it. maybe would fuck on the weekend, but uh, like well, not during the week. You never know. Blurred lines. <laughs> okay, so to wrap yeah. a, a, a bit, I guess. Sure. Um, tips for the children. Like, I, well, I got a message from someone who my favorite lesbian English teacher put me onto, who's a current student of hers now. Yeah. A young gay who is, you know, in the worst part of life. 17 mm-hmm. sucks Oof. and he just messaged me and was like hey can you help me I'm, i hate my life oh that's so nice and i was like oh my god i've got a mentee sorry not nice that he hates his life <laughs> nice <that he> messaged <laughs> you. yeah so i was like oh my god i've got a mentee like what yeah. do i say and it really was it's a tough thing to answer because baby leading the baby yeah seriously like i'm just out of nappies like don't ask me how to aim for the bowl <laughs> um but we were just chatting away and I think that the default advice is it gets better and I think that's just a load of shit because mm. no 17-year-old wants to hear, oh, no, yeah, it, it sucks, but yeah, yeah. you'll be fine later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to know what you would have said to this yeah. to this boy. Because I'm usually quite better at advice than Yeah, you. and yeah. I was just saying if I aligned so flick it flicking my way next yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I'll just talk to you through an earpiece. Yeah, no, he blocked me, so... Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay so what did he say? So he basically just said... I'm struggling with my sexuality. I really want to be meeting gay people right now. How do I, how do I do that? How Mm -hmm. do I get through this like terrible time in my life? Mm -hmm. What have you got? Oh, okay. I'm going to go first. Yeah, you're going first. I already answered the question. Oh, you've already done it. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, I did the homework. I I would say to him, like you said, yes, it does get better. I think that, that though, just quickly, I don't think it gets better like you said I agree with you I think you get stronger mm. in that sense like you work out how to deal with the shit mm. the shit doesn't go away mm. good uh, start good yeah. start so yeah already winning well done <laughs> I didn't say that <laughs> um and then I would say to him okay I would probably get him to sort of I want to I want to understand sort of what kind of why he feels like he needs that connection mm-hmm. I guess and then I would probably steer him in the direction of like you know, maybe using his like online digital mm, network. Huge one, isn't it? Well, it's just that you could do it from the comfort of your home. Totally. It's not really like, especially at that age, it's like, well, you can't really go to a nightclub. You can't really mm. do anything. You don't even have a license. Like you're still living in with your parents. But You might probably... also not be living in like a big bustling metropolis. Like... Correct. Like what about if you're, you know, there's so, so many gays that we know who have moved from like country towns. Mount Witchy and... Proof. So I would say, and I know this, this isn't a bit of a, could be seen as controversial, but download Grinder, and as an, as an underage boy. Yeah, because you don't necessarily okay. need to use it for sex. Yeah, I actually remember when I was younger, getting chatting with like a few people mm-hmm. who were like maybe eighteen or young, who were just like that little bit older than you, and all of a sudden I was like had like this kind of like pen pal that I would just like check in with every now and then. And there were nights, some nights I remember laying in bed just getting into like really big DMs with these people, and like it really did help because they were kind of, they would talk to me about their experience. And I remember even little things like it was something along the lines of like um, me being like, I'll never have, I I don't do anal sex. 
Like, right. Because I was young and I was mm. like, oh, I just will never do that. That's not just not me. Yeah. And they were, I'll I never remember drink. being like, <laughs> too late. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember getting the response once from this guy that was like, you will. He's oh, like, oh, I've, you will. One he's day. He's down like, the gauntlet. And I was like, no, I won't. No, I won't. But it was like, he's like, I used to feel like that too. And then you do. And it was like, all of a sudden it was like, wow, I've got this, someone who can relate to me and he's mm. telling me something different and it just opens your perspective that mm-hmm. little bit more. Um, so I think do I that. Think Obviously avoid the predators on there. Well, yeah, I was going to say like if we're avoiding predators, like obviously that can be a bit difficult on Grindr. I think also Instagram is like a very powerful yes, tool. Yes, and so. I think these days that's probably more the way to go. I think yeah. for my generation, Instagram wasn't very much around. The 20s. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess on, on Grindr, just hot tips for anyone who is underage and wanting to do that. Maybe just put on your profile like... Just here for chats only. Mm. Don't put up any sexual photos or anything mm-hmm. like that. Don't put yourself, get yourself down a rabbit hole. Um, One thing that I think about Instagram that is so great, it's quite like incognito in the way that you can be a gay on Instagram and only the other gays will know because it's very much about who you're following. Correct. And you start following a couple of gays and then everyone else can see and then you start getting a few follows yourself. Mm-hmm. And only if you're gay will you see other gays being followed by that person and then you know. Correct. And no one else ever will. Yeah. And I loved that. Yeah, it was. That is I really felt like good. a spy. And it's great because you can also like, you know, maybe send them a reaction to something, like mm. laugh at something they've put up. And sometimes that sparks conversation. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this is not all, we're not saying this to do this also in a way that like ends you to end up being sexual with these no, people. No, like, no, no. This is for you to like branch out and find friends, basically. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a great way. And like, you know, like someone's photo, comment on someone's photo. There are, and like you said, Mitch, you know, eventually you might get to that point where you are out together and you're like, oh my God, it's mm. Mitchy and E from Instagram. Avoid. In the flesh. Yeah, run away. Turn around. <laughs> Bob down. Yeah. Um, oh, that hurt. Do you know what I mean? You might, you know, actually then automatically have this connection with someone because you've built an online rapport with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really good. I guess the other bit of advice for this poor little boy would just be, it's going to be scary. Yeah. And putting yourself out there is fucking scary, mm-hmm. but absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary. And that is like, you know, the, as I touched on before, I was not ready to go to queer formal, but if I had, Comfort it probably zone. would have been one of the best nights of my life. Comfort zones suck. Yeah. Cause there's nothing new about them. No, there's no new experience in them. And put that on a t-shirt. Yeah staying in it is no to not grow at all yeah so totally. i yeah i'm a big advocate of that and it, it will be scary but guess what so is everything for the first time mm-hmm. and i just think like i guess you know pulling back a little bit i know we're sort of jumping back and forth on mm. this these bits of advice we're passionate about as we tend to do yeah <laughs> But I think if you are not ready, like yeah. do not force yourself to do something that you don't want to do. No. And there is so much you can do to immerse yourself in like queer culture yes. without having to actually speak to anyone else. Like yeah. pick up a great book, mm-hmm. watch a movie, like, yeah. you know, watch Drag Race. 100%. Like, I learned so much that I know about being gay from watching Drag Race mm. and like, you know, watching fucking... Literally. Give me some other examples. I don't know. I'm like if you're into like, yeah, like watching other, you know, maybe gay people on YouTube, like Jeff Call me by your name, middle sex, like. 100%. A yeah. little life. Like there's so much yeah. out there to just. For me, it was watching Uncut Big Brother and just staring at people's penises. Oh, well, that'll do it. You know? 
<laughs> that's not around for anyone anymore. Yeah. Thank God. Well, that's just, we've been rubbed, haven't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, um, yes, I agree to all that. Well, I think that's kind of a nice summation. I think so. I think we've definitely like covered, um, enough. You've said, like you said, yeah, don't force it deep in yourself if you're not ready. But I think it's just to differentiate, I mm. guess, between, is this a fear-based feeling because I'm nervous? Yes. Or am I genuinely not in that place yet? And yep. they're, they're both okay. Yep. Yeah. And I think as much as, you know, still would not recommend going to the gay sex rave, mm-hmm. I think I was actually ready to be there. Well, there is a part, you wouldn't be there if you weren't. No, exactly. And I think that's the other thing too is you're, if you're kind of there or you want it, if you're curious, you're ready. Mm. You're just a little bit scared. Mm. And there, there's a difference. Because if you weren't ready, you wouldn't even express the curiosity. You're being so eloquent today. We've unpacked some stuff and I've yeah, loved God. it. You've really had a few weeks to um, unwind and you've I've come back the, fresh and ready. The Stanley knife was out. <laughs> there's boxes everywhere. Packing peanuts all over the place. <laughs> Absolute styrofoam pouring out everywhere. <laughs> and I'm in, laying in it and making snow angels. Yeah, and I'm just trying <laughs> to get you back to work. All right, guys. Well, we're going to leave it there. Um, before we leave, what have you learned this episode, Mitch? Um, I learned that you were the kind of person who's brave enough to go to a gay club by yourself, mm. even if you just do a lap and leave. <laughs> I've learned that I've suppressed a lot of those weird gay things, <laughs> <laughs> closeted things that I used to do. Yeah, so, well, that's nice. So we've learned a lot about you yeah. this week, which is always good. Well, I learned that you know a lot about, um, what was it called? Give um, me some help. Gay prom and that minus 10 oh, or Oh, minus whatever. 18. Yeah, yeah, very important. We should yeah. link them somewhere. I think we should too. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I learned a bit about that. So cool. thanks for that. I'm, I wish you were minus 18. It might have come in handy. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's all from us this week. We are so, so happy to be back for another season of this little project. Absolutely stoked. Is um, there anything else to add or should we just leave it there? I think we'll leave it there. I think if you did find this episode relevant or important... Um, and you know, or you took something out of it or you just had a giggle, uh, please share it on your Instagram stories. Cause it is such a great way for, um, us to, you know, get out there, but it also is a great way for other like-minded people who might be, you know, feeling the same way you're feeling to, you know, hear this sort of semi shit advice. Completely. And if you were not aware that Instagram is at message on the machine, um, very easy to find. Yes. Also, um, make sure that you're following us and, subscribing and liking and all, all that the, all of the hats and all that make sure you're wearing them yeah. all all that jazz <laughs> Thanks. I, know, I know you want to say it um uh yeah so we'll just see you next week i suppose see you next week guys thank I you promise we'll be more organized <laughs> bye bye, bye.